Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that, or I know that I am uh, as well. My wife told me to correct that, to say we are as well, but I am as well. Huge, huge recruiting weekend. Huge news coming out of LSU football as they hire. Brian Kelly finishes off his staff by hiring wide receivers coach and passing game coordinator Cortez Hankton from the national champion uh, Georgia Bulldogs who will be coming home uh, to Louisiana, the New Orleans native. We will talk about Cortez Hankton, what he means to that offensive staff, to that offensive room, what he means in recruiting, what he means inside the state of Louisiana in recruiting. That's going to be really, really fun. Brian Kelly uh, building a winner. We will talk about the key pieces that he is bringing in to LSU currently through the transfer portal as LSU has climbed up uh, when they started all of this from the mid-30s, low-40s, to now one of maybe the 11th, I think it's the 11th on 247, but the 11th-ranked recruiting class in the country uh, combined. So we'll touch on that as well uh, as the show goes on. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will be joining us around 740 to uh, talk recruiting. I'm sure we'll talk about this coaching staff and other things with Mike. Uh, as well as LSU just continues to just demolish and kill the transfer portal and good for them. Uh, LSU also making a lot of offers in recruiting along the defensive line, wide receivers, etc. LSU is going national and making a statement with all of the offers that they've been given over the last 24 to 48 hours. So we will touch on that with, uh, with Mike uh, when he goes on. If you just missed it, uh, wide receiver, fifth-year wide receiver, or will be fifth-year wide receiver, Jeray Jenkins has just announced about 25, 30 minutes before we came onto the show that he intends to um, he intends to uh, return to LSU. He will be returning to LSU for his final season. Uh, and look, we're just getting some more breaking news too. Is uh, tight end com- our, our former Cincy tight end commit Danny Lewis has formally announced that he will be taking his official visit to LSU Friday. So a lot to get into that from our last show on uh, Saturday morning until now. So a lot to get into. Uh, we'll talk some NFL. We'll talk some recruiting. We'll talk all things LSU. And, oh, by the way, um, LSU did lose on the hardwood to Arkansas uh, with Eric Musselman out as LSU could not – um, maintain their lead as the as the game went on. I talked about that Saturday morning, how iffy and bad I felt felt about that game, uh, not knowing what to expect with Eric Musselman out. So uh, the Tigers will bounce back, 
and we will touch on that. We'll we'll, we'll touch on some basketball later on the show as well. All right, let's do this. Let's get to a couple of comments before we get started, uh, as we always do. Chris English says, we are live. That we are. Ryan Guidry says, I still have a gut feeling. We finished strong, but the first by the first Wednesday uh, of November. Uh, who that dude says we do? Uh, we have the number one recruiting uh, in the transfer portal on two four seven. That we do. Uh, Mark says, "Let's go." Holden Lee says, "Aha, we are live." Uh, Scott says, "Pay the bills." Yeah, we do need to pay the bills here shortly. Uh, Kenny, Aaron. Jacob, Harrison, Mark, uh, PCG all say let's go and let's get this started. So we'll do that. We'll do that. All right. Before we get started, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups if you're on Facebook. There's a lot of you in there currently over, I think, 270 uh, currently right now. I really appreciate if all 270 of you right now hit that like button and hit the share to your social media pages, or on to some LSU Facebook groups. I greatly appreciate that. We are still doing the $300 gift card giveaway if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're already subscribed, listen, if you are already subscribed, uh, send us a DM of all the people that you uh, have uh, got to subscribe to Are You Serious Sports on YouTube, and we will put your name more into the drawing. So the more people you get to subscribe, the more chances you are to win that $300 gift card giveaway powered by our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm. Guys, $300 is a lot of money. We're putting our money where our mouth is. We don't ask you for money. We give back to the LSU fans. So don't forget to subscribe there. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell if you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe. And, 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 and. And we are, um, let's see, we are, I think, about uh, 12 followers away from 7,000 on Twitter. So do a brother a favor. Do a brother a favor and go follow us on Twitter if you're not doing so already. All right, got a lot to get into. Let's hit, let's pay some bills around this thing and then we'll get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and betonline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM, Varndo & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at, our, our, go see them over at their location at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. You break down on the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area. They will come and get you. You just got to give them a call. Again, that's 225-664-9992. Tell them Blake sent you on by. And our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. We got the game tonight. We have the Cardinals and the Rams that will be teeing it off tonight in about five minutes. We'll be monitoring that game as it continues to go on. Uh, I... Plays my bet Saturday, and, of course, your boy is undefeated or would be undefeated if the Cowboys weren't, well, just the Cowboys. But, but, we've only got one loss in this playoff run. We are going to be monitoring the game tonight, but the place that I do that is betonline.ag. Use the Believe 50 AYS podcast tab. That way that they know that your good friend Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you on by You'll get a 50% welcome bonus as well when you do that. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Let's get this thing rolling, y'all. <laughs> uh, Chad Selfo says, Big Blake, what are our chances on Travante Citizen? We'll ask Mike that. We will ask Mike Scarborough that at uh, 740. Um, I feel a little... Um, I'm a little I'm a little iffy on that. I, I feel 50-50, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Blaine Smith says, hashtag ask Blake, do you think LSU playing so hard on defense kind of affects scoring on offense in the game? Talking about basketball, they look like they hit a wall against Arkansas. Maybe, maybe, um, but you could say the same thing for them last year when they are giving up over 70 points, 72 points in the SEC. Um, so I, I, I think it's relative to who you have on the team. I think it's relative to who you have on the team. Uh, Marvin Mackey sends us some stars via Super Chat. All right, stars via Facebook. I really appreciate that, uh, Marvin. 
And Gerald says, good news for Jeray Jenkins. Yeah, I really like that. I guess we could start there and we could start with Cortez Hankton as Cortez is coming in as a wide receivers coach and Jeray Jenkins is a wide receiver. Look, a lot of people have worried and talked about this wide receiver room and the depth that maybe the lack thereof there was in depth. I still think that it is a very talented room and a very deep room for wide receiver. Talking about guys like Kayshawn Bouti, Jack Besh, Malik Neighbors, Chris Hilton, Dre Jenkins, the list can continue to go on on how talented LSU is at the wide receiver position. You are bringing in Landon Ibietta and uh, 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 Lacey, uh, Kevion Lacey from ULL uh, just committed this past weekend, uh, Friday rather, uh, so he will be a part of this team as well. So you do have a lot of talent and a lot of depth at that wide receiver position. Jure adds to that. So today LSU officially announced, as we have been knowing and we have been talking about and hinting uh, over the last maybe five or six weeks about Cortez Hankton, uh, the Georgia wide receivers coach, would be making his way from Georgia to LSU. Look, I will tell you this now that it is official um, Cortez Hankton was when Brian Kelly was hired, even before Jacob Flint, even before Brian Polian, even before Mike Denbrock, the first person, even before Frank Wilson, if we're being honest, uh, the first person that I heard that Brian Kelly was targeting, um, in this process of being the new head coach at LSU was Cortez Hankton. Um, Brian Kelly understands what it takes to, to be a winner and build a winner. You know, I feel as if that we have come on the show religiously, and a lot of people have questions about Brian Kelly, what he did at Notre Dame, or the lack thereof that he did at Notre Dame. But I, I think LSU fans are getting a resurgence and understanding now because since Ed and since Les, guys, this is LSU. This is a sleeping giant, and Cortez Hankton being the last addition, officially the last addition to this coaching staff really enables that and helps that. Uh, a lot of people have asked me since it was officially announced and since we uh, talked about the news yesterday on our platforms uh, that Cortez Hankton was coming to LSU and coming back to or coming back to Baton Rouge. What is his style? What has he done? Who is he? I mean, we, he's a Louisiana guy, but what has he done? Blake, George's passing game isn't that good. He was a passing game coordinator. What does that really mean? So I, I want to end something very quickly about – uh, Cortez Hankton or the narrative around Cortez Hankton while at Georgia. Number one, Cortez Hankton has been around the SEC for a, for a long time. Coaches that are at a conference or in a conference for more than five years, that's a lot of experience, whether it be recruiting, whether it be on the field. Look, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, Cortez Hankton has gone against Nick Saban or LSU or whoever every single year. He's going in recruiting battles against Nick Saban, uh, uh, LSU, Ed Orgeron, whoever, Mickey Joseph, whoever it may be. If you remember a couple of seasons ago in 2019, Cortez was actually able to flip one of those wide receivers that LSU had committed for such a long time in Jermaine Burton. Regardless how, how that went down, he still flipped from LSU and went to the University of Georgia. Look, do not worry about the passing game that you saw with Georgia. Kirby Smart has done something at Georgia that doesn't always benefit the wide receivers or the passing game. And when everybody talks about, well, Blake, the wide receivers and his passing game, well, Brock Bowers, the true freshman tight end, he was pretty damn good this year. Actually, was the nation's best tight end. So if he was over the passing game, which, let's be honest, he technically wasn't, that was their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin. Did he have some input? Did he have some say? Maybe. Sure. But that was the offensive coordinator. But he knows the schemes and how to how to coach routes, how to get guys in the right depth. Maybe some catching techniques that we saw Joe Brady bring in. He brings that in. A guy that has NFL experience playing in the NFL, being in multiple stops in the SEC. Guys, this is a really good hire. It's a really, really good hire. Now that you add Cortez Hankton and you have Frank Wilson, with all due respect to everybody around the SEC and around the nation, Brian Kelly has legitimately made a boot around or, or, or a border around the boot and this state. Good luck. 
good luck. This is what good coaching and good staffs are, are, are is what it's supposed to look like. Now that the entire staff is done, in my personal opinion, in my humble opinion, there has not been a better staff at LSU. Now, they we might have had really good coaches, Dave Aranda, Joe Brady, but as an overall staff, I think that this is the best staff LSU's maybe seen, maybe seen, Maybe in one of the last years with Jimbo Fisher, maybe. But I, I, I'm going to go under Nick Saban. From top to bottom, it is pretty flawless. Guys that have coached in the SEC for multiple years, guys that have been coordinators, guys that will spread you out, know how to run the ball, know the, the spread game. Matt House, the new D.C., did you see the linebackers from Kansas City yesterday? They changed the game defensively. They were all over the place creating turnovers and havoc to whether it be Big Ben, whether it be Najee Harris, whoever. Matt House is their, is their position coach. So I think that Brian Kelly had a, a vision of where he was going, and he's there. Now they have to build this roster, and they have to be able to build this roster in a way uh, that gets you to the, really back to where LSU should have been in the first place before the last two seasons. But Cortez Hankton, to me, uh, is a really, really, really good coach. And I, I like it. Can he, can he convince a guy like Deion Smith to stay? You know, Deion Smith, a talented wide receiver out of the state of Mississippi. A lot of people anticipated him to go to Ole Miss. Mm, well, what's going on there? What is going on there? Does the position coach that's going to be spending all of his time with Deion Smith convince him to stay? That's another notch in that wide receiver room. All right, let's get to a couple comments. Uh, Penn Jones says, this staff has assembled, uh, since it's 999 via Super Chat on YouTube, we greatly appreciate that, but he says, this staff uh, Kelly has assembled will lock down Louisiana like never before. At least maybe to, I mean, look, Ed did a good job at locking it down too, but he is putting pieces in place. He is putting pieces in place. So, with that being said, to say, you know, here here was the funny thing to me. Here was the funniest thing to me on all of this. is national media heads, guys that have been around college football, even some guys in the local media, questioned would Brian Kelly understand the culture and what is going on or what he can do or should do, rather, being the head coach at LSU. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? The two two guys and Frank Wilson and Cortez Hankton that's really well known in the New Orleans area. Some of you know what I mean by that. What do you mean he does he did you think that he was just gonna go get Rudy Poos and bums off the street? Did you think he was gonna go get first time play callers? Guys that had never called plays in college before. Did you think he was going to go do that? Did you think he was going to go to the Minnesota Vikings and get someone like Durante Jones, which I like Durante Jones. I thought he did a good job. But you get what I'm saying. In a first, really, a first-time play caller at the big Division One college football. Did you think that he wasn't going to bring the main guy that helped him nationally recruit in Brian Polian? Did you think that Brian Kelly didn't understand what it meant to win in the SEC? Because all I see is this. All I see is a very competent staff and bringing in and offering very elite talent. That's all that I see. So, again, and I've preached on this religiously, the fear-mongering from our local media, and the fear-mongering around LSU is going to have to stop. It's going to have to stop. What if there's a situation where, I, you know, there's parts of me, too, that wonders, and I'll get to some more of these comments. There's parts of me that wonders if an All-American, a freshman All-American from, let's say, Ohio State, or let's say from 
Georgia or Alabama or Oregon or USC or Texas or A&M, wherever, if a freshman All-American would have hit the transfer portal and that freshman All-American would have gone to your school from another position outside of offensive line, would you have not said that Brian Kelly, Brian Polian, and Brad Davis, or whoever whoever it was, hit a grand slam home run? Guys, they did that with Miles Frazier. They're not done on the offensive line yet either, by the way. Come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, Jody McKenzie comes up with a lie here, and he says on Facebook Live that Brent, uh, uh, Miles Brennan's going to throw for 6,000 yards and Booty uh, catches 37 of his 40 touchdowns. We doing to the ship. Come on, man. Come on, man. I know you're joking, but come on. Uh, Baller Girl on YouTube says, Hashtag Ask Blake, any word on a center in the portal that we're targeting? Not necessarily, but here's how I, I feel that the offensive line is going to shake out, at least to start fall camp. Now, we can move some different guys around here here and there, but this is the f- starting five that I'm going to give LSU on the offensive line. You want to come here for just a second, buddy? Okay. My little son Ben was trying, trying to enter. He's a handful, dude. He's wild. But the five offensive linemen, and I said this Saturday, and I'll do it again just in case you missed it. I think Miles Frazier is going to be your starting left tackle. I think Anthony Bradford's your starting left guard, maybe spelled by Garrett Dellinger. Dellinger could go to right guard or, you know, we'll see. I think Marlon Martinez starts at center. Um, the first person that Brad Davis ran out there uh, at center was Marlon Martinez. Does Xavier Hill get into that role? I think Xavier Hill could be a guy that could give you some good snaps. Charles Turner uh, as well. Let's see who wins that battle out at center. Maybe Joe Evans, who comes back, but I think could play center. But I think the LSU is so light uh, defensively in the interior defensive line, I don't think you have a choice. You can't you can't move him. You know, right guard's going to be interesting. I think Garrett Dellinger could start there. But, you know, you have a guy like Traymond Shorts that's out in the portal. I heard that his recruiting, you know, his, his weekend went really well. I... I Maybe he's going to, you know, maybe he makes an announcement soon. We'll see. We will see. Uh, and then right tackle, I think Marcus Dumerfield and Will Campbell battle it out. So, look, LSU is very deep um, right now on the offensive line when it comes from a number standpoint. Again, they need the experience. Uh, Ed Reader on YouTube says, hashtag ask Blake, punter from Notre Dame. Yes, LSU did add a punter today. Probably one of the more, you know, I, I don't remember in the time that we've covered LSU, I don't necessarily remember a time where LSU fans DM'd me more over a recruit than what happened today. Like, like I really don't. Like, really, really, really don't. And it, it was – I understand it because Peyton Todd's there, and Peyton Todd was a very well, you know, highly recruited punter out of the state of Louisiana. A lot of questions going on with – with that, and, and look, and I understand it, but if you missed it, Notre Dame uh, or Notre Dame started starting porn, uh, punter Jay Bramblett um, announced that he was going to be coming to LSU uh, via the transfer uh, portal. So that's huge. That's huge. And, and I, I've had some debate on with people with that today. Um, I think anytime that you can add depth. Anytime that you can add somebody that, you know, look, you're, you're, you're a snap away from your punter going down. You're a snap away from your punter going down. Uh, Dylan Allen says, hashtag ask Blake, do we take a serious look at JT Daniels? I don't know about that. Hmm. Personally, here, he, now this is an opinion. I don't know if LSU will look at him, but you guys know my feeling on this. I would look at every quarterback that goes into the portal, every single one of them. Uh, you know, look, Miles Brennan, from what it seems like today, was not at LSU, and he was out doing other things. I understand it. Class starts tomorrow. Maybe want to get it in. But the last time you did something like that, you hurt your football team, and you didn't play for the rest of the season. Miles Brennan, you know, doing what he's doing. And look, mm. Personally, you got to, you know, 
personally, in my opinion, you got to go get a quarterback. Another one. Connor asked me why I'm yelling. Brother, I guess you've never seen this show before. I guess Connor's never watched an episode of AYS before. Uh, Jacob on Facebook says, would you rather receive Fouché and Brooks or McLaughlin? Who came out better? Well, two is better than one. Um, I think, for my personal opinion, I think LSU came out better in the trade with Arkansas. Now, it's tough to say when you lose a defensive lineman, especially with the measurables of Landon Jackson, um, that you came out more favorable. But Landon Jackson has never taken a snap in D1 college football. With that being said, because of, because of potential and where LSU's at, because LSU – Quite honestly, you're switching a defensive lineman for a corner. So. And they need it. They need it. Uh, Jared says, yelling. Come on, guys. Come on. Uh, Jason Morgan sends his $4.99 via Super Chat. Thank you, Jason. He says, where does wire factor in? He's got the experience. Um. Maybe you start him at right guard. Uh, maybe you start him at right tackle. You know, I, I think you could piece him in. Uh, and thank you for the four ninety nine. Maybe you piece him in at, at, at right tackle. Um, maybe that's a good spot. Uh, I do worry about his injury history. Um, there was a reason why I left him out. Um, I know that he's coming back. I know that uh, Mike Scarborough is coming on in 12 minutes. Uh, and he did tell Mike today that he was coming back for one, for his ne- for the next season at LSU. We'll see. Maybe he gets the right tackle position, but I, I you know there's there's a couple of things that I'm good at, and I, drinking and knowing things are two of those things. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know that he's a starter. Um, we'll see. Uh, Derek on YouTube says, update on Harold Perkins and Jacoby Matthews. We'll get to that with Mike. Uh, we talked about them on Saturday, but we'll talk about that with Mike. We'll, we'll keep it in that, we'll keep it in that segment. Uh, Ant Marshall, what's up, Ant? He says, Brendan has to show he can stay healthy for more than three games. I, I, I mean, look, I've, <laughs> I, I have mentioned that at nauseum and I get yelled at. I get told I'm a, I'm a fool. I'm a, I'm a blithering idiot. And, um, look, man, we'll see. My son's a golf club. What y'all think about that? Ben's got his own set of golf clubs, and he comes in here and brings them to me. We'll see. I love it when somebody sends me a DM, DM calling me a blithering idiot. It's funny, dude. Uh, Lamar Williams says, when your history, when your history like his, this is his last chance. So go all out. He should live in football ops. Talking about Miles Brennan. Yeah. He was with the Duck guys. What's up, guys, up in uh, North Louisiana, Duck Commander or whatever? Uh, Ryan Amanda Gidry says, you only at a two. Wait till he hears you at an eight. Yeah, I thought I was pretty calm, honestly. I thought I was pretty calm. Uh, Mikey says, do you still think Cordell Thomas isn't there yet? No, I do not think Cordell Thomas is there yet, not from what I've seen. Um, now... Does does that change? Sure. Does can that change? Absolutely. But again, you can go three deep on the offensive line right now, currently, like you, three deep. So it's hard for me. It, it's very hard for me, and I, I I've made this distinction. And everybody keeps asking me, is LSU going to go in the transfer portal and get another offensive lineman? I think that they do. I think that um, Traymond Shorts is a guy that a lot of people have talked about. You know, there's some rumblings around Traymond Shorts. We'll see how that plays out. Um, maybe he comes, maybe he doesn't. I think that they still look for another one if he doesn't. Um, but, guys, you, if LSU gets another transfer offensive lineman from the portal or even one from high school, um, they'll have 16 scholarship offensive linemen. That is a – that's deep. That is – that's deep. Stop telling me you don't have the depth. We can, you can battle me on experience all day long. I'm with you. I can't fight that. I cannot fight that. 
But stop with the they don't have bodies depth scenario. It's a stupid, in my opinion, it's a very stupid argument. You know, I said this on the Jordy Holbrook shows today. I think if you, you know, and then you turn on the flip side, and here's my biggest, my biggest, my three biggest concerns right now for LSU, two of them fall defensively. Corner is that biggest, it, it really is that um, top position defensively. I, I think that they got a veteran group, so maybe it interchanges with with that. I think that LSU moves Jay Ward back to corner strictly off a of depth scenario. Jay Ward's best position was corner. I thought that he would have a better showing at safety. I thought he was a ball hawk. He did some good things in coverage. It just It's very hard for a kid to move a position, and with the scheme that Edwards Ryan was making them play, he looked out of position because not only was, was he coached into being out of position, he just was on some of the plays, but I thought he did pretty well in coverage at times. I think he moves back to corner and gives you some more depth there. Uh, but going on to the other offen- or other side of the ball of the offensive line, guys, I, I think that you could argue – I think that I could debate the, this fact. Here's, the, here's what I could debate with anybody in sports talk is this. I think from a talent perspective, the starting defensive line or the, the starting four, if you will, if you want to label B.J. Ojolari as an outside linebacker, fine. For your own label, Blake, he's going to be an outside backer. Blake, I know football. B.J. Ojolari is going to be an outside linebacker. I don't really care. He's going to rush the passer more times than he's going to be in coverage. I promise you that. So, with that argument being said, that front four consists of Mason Smith, Jacob, uh, Jacoby and Guillory, Jaqueline Roy, Joseph Evans subbing in where they need him, and then you, you're going to have B.J. Ojolari on the outside. I can make the argument that that, from a talent perspective, is the best, the best defensive line returning in all of college football. I think I could win that argument. I legitimately think I could win it. Here's the issue. Name the backups. Name the guys that if Mason Smith needs to – tap on his helmet and go to the sidelines and get a little breather that, you know, it's Joseph Evans at all three interior spots. It's not a good place to be. Maybe you talk about Quincy Wiggins. Yeah, I know that you have Savion Jones, who who is a freak of nature, absolute beast, but I still think that he's not an interior guy. He's a rush guy. We're talking about strictly of the interior. I don't think LSU has the depth. So when everybody's worried about other positions, I think that we look at the it, it, that D line's very top heavy. They're gonna they need more depth there. So if a defensive lineman goes into the portal, you know, does Ali Gay return? Now, Ali Gay um, has until twelve o'clock. Now I know that there are some reports about Ali Gay already returning. I'm going to allow Ali Gay to make that announcement and then pivot from there. How about that? Is that fair? I Let me tell you something. Here's one of the biggest pet peeves of mine. One of the biggest pet peeves of mine. Let the kid make the announcement. If the kid wants you to make the announcement, fine. You should legitimately, you should legitimately let that convince that kid to declare on his own. Meaning, if he wants to declare, declare for the draft, if he wants to talk about, if he wants to announce he's coming back, that's fine. Ali Gay returning is is not only it is massive at so many levels, literally massive at so many levels. Ali Gay is a guy that where we have seen flashes from Ali Gay from a pass rushing aspect, but he's been hurt hurt both seasons at LSU, legitimately has missed games for being hurt. He's had issues in the running game. I, I'm not trying to be rude to him. He's a freak of nature when it comes to rushing the passer. He's got to get better defending the run. But if Ali Gay does return, and you do have that starting four and five, guys that you can rotate, I, can make, I could seriously make the argument that LSU has the best defensive line in the country. That's scary. He's got to return. Do stop announcing kids returning unless they give you the green light, god dang it. 
Stop. Y'all up in my DMs and in my comments giving me shit. Anyway, anyway, let's get to a couple comments. We'll get, to, you know, let's do this. We'll get to some comments because Mike Scarborough is about to join us. So let's let's pay some bills very quickly. We're about to get to some massive LSU recruiting stuff here too. Uh, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. We got it. We got to talk recruiting, man. You already know we got to talk recruiting. So we got to pay some bills around this thing, uh, and then we'll we'll we'll. Uh, We'll get to a couple comments before Mike gets in here. All right, let's get to it. None better than our good friend Carol Foss over at State Farm and our good friends um, John Patton and the Drake Williams Law Firm. Guys, you might know that State Farm agent Carol Foss has great service. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great weights as well? Yep, that's right. Along with great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. Call Carol Falls today at 985-395-4300. That's 985-395-4300 for those great rates on auto, home, and life insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And our good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. Guys, are you buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi? The timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton and Area Home Lending today, 225-614-1234. GMFS, they're changing lives. And our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com, 985-386-7600, 985-386-7600. Guys, if you don't have a great agent like Carol Foss from State Farm, there may be some adjusters, insurance adjusters, that are not doing the right thing for you since Hurricane Ida. If you have been affected from Hurricane Ida, call the Drake Williams Law Firm today. They will give you a free consultation. They will walk you through everything that you need. And look, if you've gotten everything that you could, they will let you know. There's no harm in calling. Again, it's Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Tell me, your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right. Uh, Ray Pontiff says, Ollie Gate would be massive. Would be massive. Aunt Marshall says uh, the Wingo kid is a must get at this point. Very much so. Very, very much so. I don't know if you get the Wingo kid. We'll talk to Mike um, about that. But Ali Gay returning, Wingo, Joe Evans is massive from a death perspective. I mean, there are pieces that you can get. But I am not until 12 o'clock. Look, here's my thing with this. Do I feel good about some of these guys returning? Yes. Do I know some things about maybe some guys returning? Sure. But in this business, you never know. I would rather add him back in than have him in and then drop him out. It's how it, it, this business, this business has taught me way too much about doing that. Way, way too much about doing that. So. All right, let's get to a couple more, and then Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is going to be joining us. Uh, you can start firing in all of your uh, all of your recruiting questions in here right now. Um, well, pretty much all of them are uh, recruiting questions uh, for Mike. So you know what? Let's do this. We'll we'll get to Mike. Uh, Mike, give me the thumbs up if you're ready to go. Mike, are you ready to go? All right. My, looks like Mike's ready to go. So, all right. We're going to do this. Let's take a very quick break, very, very quick, uh, and then we're going to get Mike Scarborough in here, tigerbait.com, and we'll talk some recruiting. Guys, I got to talk about my good friend Richie Roche over at Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. That's 225-937-7220. let him know that your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. They would do all of your landscaping, outdoor patio area, and a lot of different things. They can do it digitally, so you see it before um, you put it. They really do anything to your yard. You don't like it, they can add it out digitally and add it back in. That's Richie Roche from Roche's Lawn and Landscape, 225-937-7220. 
Uh, tell him your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. All right, it looks like Mike got disconnected. But, Mike, if you can hear us, we could hear you. We could hear you. Let me text old Mike. All right. We'll just keep going until uh, he gets in, and then we'll go right into him. Uh, Terry Delahousse says they signed Danny Lewis. They also get Derek Williams next year. Hmm. Yeah, there's some there's some things going around that, you know, Brian Kelly has made it a point to go get uh, Danny Lewis. If you don't know um, who Danny Lewis is, he's the, uh, the big tight end out of Westgate. LSU did not go after him under uh, under Ed Orsron just due to you know having the the uh, the Johnson kid. Stacy Gilmore says OBJ with the score. Yeah, that's massive. I just missed it. <laughs> you know it, what's so funny about that? What's so just very quickly so crazy about that is I'm watching it right back right now on the replay. I thought Baker Mayfield says Odell Beckham was the issue. I, I legitimately thought that he was the biggest issue. Y'all gotta stop. Y'all gotta stop with this. Uh, y'all gotta stop with this. Uh, this hate and 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 bullshittery. Um, behind Odell Beckham. Uh, John Neal says, can y'all talk about linebacker recruits? Yeah, we can definitely do it. We can definitely do it. Uh, Blaine Smith says, NIL stuff going to get wild with the taxes part. <sighs> yeah. Uh, Dorian says, tackle for sure. Uh, Wade McBride says, Bryce Langston. Yeah, but, you know, is Bryce Langston a guy that can play the interior? A guy that's played on the outside. You know, he's gained some weight now. He has gained some weight. You know, somebody told me he's around 280, 285. Can he play in the interior in this three-man front? We'll see. We'll see. But he's another body. He is another body. I mean, look, they got guys, but how do they how do they go amongst um how do they go amongst a, a different front? They they committed to run a four-man, you know, a four-man front. How do, how does that work out? Uh, Ryan Gidger says Drake Williams might get a call soon. Insurance is dragging their feet. We'll call him right now. Ryan, call, call him tomorrow. Like, legitimately call him tomorrow. Nothing, nothing comes of it. All right, let's get to Mike Scarborough. Mike, are you ready to go? Give me a thumbs up if, you, if you're ready to go. All right. We're joined by the great, the legend, the man himself, Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Mike, what's up? Nothing, man. I'm just uh, trying to figure out uh... – I back way through Streamyard uh, using your link, but it look, looks like it works better with a cell phone. Uh, you know, sometimes technology, Mike, when you got so much fantastic news about LSU recruiting, you know, I, I blame Nick Saban, Mike. Personally, I, I think it's Nick Saban trying to do something with our feet, but ne- never, could be. <laughs> never. He was in town today, wasn't he? Yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. He went o- went over to Catholic. Shelton Sampson. Mike, what what? Very quickly, is there a buzz around Louisiana coaches when he starts going to the schools? Has to be, right? I mean, that's got to be the talk of the town. I mean, I, I hate it, but it's got to be. Well, and it's also obvious who he views as difference makers. He doesn't just come to Louisiana for a particular recruit unless he views them as a difference maker. Um, you know, he'll send an assistant coach for a guy who's mid-level or maybe he wants to offer, that, uh, but he wants them to come to camp first. But if he's going to come to your school in January uh, while he's still trying to wrap up his class of uh, 2022, uh, that pretty much tells you what he thinks of Shelton Sampson. And at the same time, Catholic High is a school that has prospects year in and year out. And, um, you know, he, he, he wants to have some inroads there and stake his claim while Brian Kelly's, uh, you know, trying to get his feet planted. So, Mike, LSU obviously had a, a very large recruiting uh, weekend. I mean, a lot of guys, Kyron Lacey committed from the portal. You know, you had some guys in there. Uh, what did you think about the weekend? How did you think it went for LSU? Um, I, I like it, but at the same time, I also 
think, look, it, first of all, LSU needs bodies. And if you're going to say, okay, if you're going to, you know, rate the guys that uh, they've gotten in the transfer portal, I'm still going to go back to the first one and Miles Frazier back in December. Right. Um, but they, they, the, the roster is in such disrepair that they've got to have bodies. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I, I think there's some good football players there. Um, do I think there's some future first-team All-SEC guys uh, that have come on board? I'm not going to say that. But I think there's some guys that can definitely help LSU and compete. And, and like I said, they, they've got to have personnel in the, in the program and because there's just huge need areas. But at the same time, you want to know why did Dwight McLaughlin decide to leave? What happened there? Um, you know, uh, I think that there's some maybe some rhetoric out there and some reasons why on multiple kids that they've allowed to fester um, that might not necessarily be true or half true. Um, you know, so then you have the debate that uh, LSU takes two from Arkansas and who got the better end of the deal? Mm-hmm. Did Arkansas get better with the one they got from LSU? Yeah, and Mike, they're they're talking about you. Uh, they're saying that you transferred to ULL with the with the red gear on today in the comments. <laughs> oh, that just thing is funny. Anyway, so we do have a couple questions in here firing for you. Uh, Aunt Marshall says, "How do you know? It's not, how do you know it's not you know it's not Ohio State or Oklahoma or well Louisville." I- I, I I don't know, Mike, but they're just saying you transferred to ULL. It's all. It's, if, it's all if, if I'm going to wear any uh, UL red, it'll be Louisville, not UL Lafayette. I assure you. There you go. Right, there you go. Uh, but Ant kind of leaves it open ended question here. He just says hashtag guys ask Mike, what kids do you think that we the LSU has a good chance of signing in February? Well, I, I like where LSU sits with Danny Lewis, uh, and and I think all along Jacoby Matthews. I just I don't see a scenario where LSU loses him but at the same time this is the nutty world of nil you don't know who's going to come in and do something crazy from out of state and when you think you've got a kid sewn up and maybe you have the best relationship with a particular recruit than anybody else um at the end of the day you know you're not you're, you're not gonna uh fault a kid if somebody's gonna offer him crazy money that can be life-changing for for a household right but um I still like where LSU is with him. I think Citizen could be interesting. Um, you know, he's getting pretty provocative with Auburn and Florida and, and some others. So um, I don't think that one is as locked away as a lot of people think. Um, I think LSU still got some work to do. Um, Mike, I think if you get those guys, if you if you end up with a Jacoby Matthews, if you end up uh, signing a Danny Lewis, and maybe you would add, add another that maybe we're not talking about right now, and then you start getting some of these kids in the transfer portal. I, I mean, LSU does look like they've put together a pretty good class considering all things in the early signing period, right? I mean, this this looks to be pretty, pretty salvageable from what they've done. Yeah, I, I like the way the uh, transfer portal is, um, you know, they're filling some needs. But like I said on my show last week, I'm going to get darn excited when you finally show me that there's a, a, a transfer portal center that was maybe a, a first, second team, all-conference type of guy that can come in right away and be a, a first-class center in the SEC. So that way you're not, you know, playing around with thoughts of Emory Jones being a center or anybody else. Uh, Fitzgerald, being able, West being able to get in the program, develop, and, and, and not get thrown in the wolves because he's going to need time. Mike, with that being said, and, and, and a depth issue, you brought up a, an interesting topic that we were just talking about, and we talk, I talked about positions that I, I worry about. Um, is there a position that worries you along this team uh, in reference to a depth perspective? Um, I, I think there's a lot of them. Not necessarily that you're, you know, needing anxiety pills about, but I still think LSU is going to need a quarterback in the portal at some point, maybe after spring football. Um, I I like the running back spot. I'm I'm anxious to see what John Emery looks like in spring football. Um, I wouldn't mind uh, to see a tight end come through, but you know, look, you get bring in Danny Lewis, but, but if if there's a good senior tight end out there, a guy that's got one year of eligibility. uh, Yes, indeed. Uh, You know, 
You're not gonna you're not gonna turn away a couple more offensive linemen, especially center, like I mentioned. Defensive line, linebacker, corners. I mean, every spot uh, you can use some guys. Right. Um, but uh, um, uh, uh, let's go ahead and be done with deep snappers and kickers for now. If that's okay, <laughs> Mike. What is that? I mean, I, I get that you need depth there, but what is that? What is that? Yeah, about? man, and that's another one. We talk about what happened with Dwight McLaughlin. What's going on with Quentin Skinner? You know, look, and they had even talked about, and it somewhat been a little bit reported that there could be academic issues. But then Brian, I mean, Brad Davis kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm told that's not true. Right, I know. So I mean, what what's the issue there? I mean, I I don't know. And Mike, here's another thing though. That goes- and, 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 let, let, let me just say this. Okay, I get that, and and I'm not. We don't know every ins and outs of everything, and it, it is it could be one of those deals where just a little bit of information makes you dangerous on a particular kid in a scenario. But there's one thing that, that has been true about even through these last couple of years of bad LSU football is LSU special teams uh, have, you know, Greg McMahon, you know, did the work and, and had some guys that got the job done. So um, I don't know what's going on with Quentin Skinner. I don't know if it's something that can be worked out. Um, obviously, he hasn't hit the portal. Um, so I, I don't know what's going to happen. I just think that it, it solidifies what this roster was like under Orgeron and the culture, honestly, Mike. I mean, what they're, the uphill battle Brian Kelly might need because if you're doing have to do that on special teams, I mean. <laughs> yeah, but but here's the thing, Blake. All it, it, you, Brian Kelly impresses every kid and family member that he sits down with. Right. So if there's an issue with Quentin Skinner, you can't tell me that I can't get fixed up it, with one meeting with him sitting across the desk from me. Or Brian Polian. I mean, yeah. hell, Mike. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. I mean, Brian Polian's just just the same. You know, we were talking- and, I, and, and, and I'm just singling out him. You know, right, right. any kid, any kid that's got questions or whatever. Um, I, I so we're gonna find out, Mike. There's a lot of questions firing in here right now about Harold Perkins. I, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, what do you yeah. What do you make of this? I think that's a tall order. I I don't think. Um, um, you know, Blake Baker was recruiting him. He went weeks without hearing from LSU. Um, so I, I think to me that's a tall order. And with all the NIL money that's going on in College Station, not to say that there isn't something that couldn't be done here. But look, you got to get him. You got to get him on campus here in the coming weeks. Do you and think- if that happens, anything can happen. But he is committed to Texas A&M, and right. Um, that interview I saw, uh, what, three or four weeks ago, didn't look like LSU had a shot in hell. Uh, I completely agree there. Uh, you know, something interesting and, and moving on there, uh, Cortez Hankton officially announced today Mike getting away from recruiting. Uh, look, I, I don't know if I, I – me I know me and you joke off the air about me having some homerism, and maybe I do, but – it does feel like this staff is better than what we've seen from the top down in a long time. Now, there was a good, a lot of good coaches on the staff last year, not saying that there wasn't. Um, but what do you feel about the staff being officially done uh, today with the official announcement of Coach Sanctum? I, I think, look, the, the we're going to see about on-the-field uh, coaching. But the fact of the matter is there's probably some darn good coaches on the staff that maybe might not look as good as they could look if it was a normal LSU roster. And it's going to take two or three years for the for them to look the way they want to look. But uh, I don't think there's any doubt from a recruiting standpoint, um, just calling around and talking to sources at the different schools where these guys were at, that all these guys are big personality, high character guys uh, that like to recruit. So that's a big plus. Also like the player personnel department and the right. guys that have been added, that have been added there. You know, a lot of times when you talk about recruiting, you're, you, you, you're mostly zeroing in on the position coaches and the guys that are, you know, part of the 10 man, you know, uh, coaching staff. Well, the, the, the truth is a lot of guys in the building are the ones that are doing more of the, the <laughs> phone calls and interacting with recruits than they are. Right. Those guys just end up getting most of the credit, if not all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's the Mason Smiths and the Arsenal's and those guys in the world that, that are just as important. Uh, Dick Jones and J.R. Belton. J.R. Belton is a you want to talk another great personality. I mean, they've got some guys in the building that just you know you, you, happy-go-lucky types 
that are good conversation kids that a lot of these high school prospects relate to. Mike, what? So let me let me ask this: Who's helping Brian Kelly do that? Meaning, who who do you think's in his ear telling him that? Because look, I, I mean, the national media would have made it believe when he was hired. Oh well, shit, he has no idea. What's gonna how, what it's like in Louisiana? What he needs to do? What kind of staff he needs to put around him? But Mike, if I'm being honest, like you, what you just said, he's putting guys, good guys around the state, and, and been in recruiting. Who do you think is in his ear though? Because he's not doing it by himself. No, well, I, I think he leans heavily on Polian, but I, I do think that there's probably you know been more than a few times where Frank Wilson, you know, has to say, no, look, you got this little uh, scenario here, or there's this little, you know, not to say political, or, or there's this. You know, that's the way they do things in this area of the state is this way or, right. you know, or I know this guy and you got to go through him. And, you know, that coach at that particular high school, <laughs> uh, you want to catch him at this time of day or he's going to, you know, you, you'll get what you want uh, through this guy. You know, just whatever the scenario is, uh, Frank Wilson and there's other guys in the building like Mason Smith and Arsenal, who was at Virginia. Uh, J.R. Belton knows the lay of the land and many others. So I, I, I got to believe they're helping him. But I think at the same time, they also want to chart their own path and say, you know, you did things that way, but we're going to do them this way. I'm listening to you. Let's see if we can get it done this way. You know, there are multiple ways to skin a cat. Um, so, and, and, and look, that's why I'm also wanting to see whether it's the remaining official visits that come in but also when they start scheduling junior days and when they start hosting visitors for spring football practices, uh, what are some of the changes that they do there? Is there any unique things that we haven't seen? Um, right. That's what, that's what I'm really excited to see. Uh, Mike, a couple more and you've, you've been gracious with your time and, and we'll get you out, on out of here. But um, this is another one. I mean, Mike, I'm just going down all the comments and Chris asked, has the running back Trey Holly from Union been offered? I mean, that literally is the sixth time it's been asked. Uh, anything, anything on Trey Holly by chance? Yeah, I mean, I, I, is there a, is there a deal where uh, you know does he need to get an, an offer from the new staff? Uh, maybe so, uh, but he's a no brainer. Right. Um, any look, I, I remember last summer uh, I, and I tweeted out the photo and I got to dig it up because it's a good picture, but it was him and Trevor Achan. Uh-huh. And HN is, you know, is not a very tall running back. Uh, and then Trey's even shorter than him. So I think a lot of people were discounting uh, Holly and saying, man, he's kind of small. But man, when you watch him in big games and he's durable, um, I think whether it's Clyde Edwards Hilaire and some of the other running backs that we've seen come through here and in um, and some of the NFL running backs, the days of you know, discounting a guy. I, I remember like it was yesterday. I tell the story all the time. It, 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 a, a, a camp, a spring camp, and there's Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and you're looking at him. He's not going impre- to, wasn't going to impress you with his height. We're going to impress you with his 40 time. Uh, might probably impress you with his shuttle. Uh, he wasn't going to jump out of the gym with a big vertical, but that doesn't matter at the running back spot. And I think Holly's the same way. I think if you get him and Caleb Jackson from Liberty, two big time running backs. I think both those guys complement each other. You got the power back in Caleb at Liberty and um which is shocking to me uh that uh Saban didn't go by that school while he was here today. Um because everybody in the country wants Caleb next year. Uh and then Trey Holly. I I, I think you get those two if you're Frank Wilson and, and you're as happy as you can be. Last one and on the running back position because of that. Um do you think it's okay if they miss on Travante Citizen because of that? Look, we've seen LSU because you've had great backs in the past. Leonard Fournette, you don't take them because you're going after Leonard. Is there a scenario, though, Mike, you might not take another back in this class and, and you go I, I after think you, I, think, I, I think you do everything you can to get Citizen. Okay. But I don't think it's the end of the world if you don't. Right. Well, and that's – But, but uh, you know, uh, I assure you some coach at LSU saying, man, I wish you wouldn't say that. But <laughs> – because you, you don't want to talk that way. But in reality, I, I think if you can shore up Holly and Caleb Jackson next year, you got Noah Kane coming in and Emery off a of knee surgery, um, Tyrion Davis Price. I mean, you've got some backs there. Um, but you don't you but you don't want to go a year without a running back, a high school running back. Right. So but I don't think it, it I don't think it wipes you out or hurts you real bad as long as you keep those two kids next year at home. 
last one, I promise, I swear to God. How do, Go you, ahead. how do you like watching the Bengals and OBJ and these kids just absolutely killing it? OBJ getting another catch, another touch. I, I, Mike, I, I swear to God, it, it's like people think that Louisiana doesn't re, re, have elite talent. I, I mean, Brian Kelly's in a, in a world of <laughs> – I mean, he knows, but does he really know? I mean, Mike, it's all over the place. I mean, it's an, a joy to watch. Yeah, it's um, – and look, it, it really comes more into focus, not only what the Louisiana kids are doing at the NFL level, but it really comes into focus when you start looking at the, the transfer portal and the kids that left the program and where were they from. <laughs> were they from Louisiana or were they from out of state? And so when you start putting together your junior days and you start putting together your uh, your elite camp and who you want to come – to one of your three or four camps in June, uh, you really want to canvas this entire state and maybe not discount a kid because there's a measurable you don't like. Um, it's not it, It's not always the case that the grass is greener with a kid from IMG or, or, or Arkansas or Missouri or, or, or parts of Texas. Um, if there's a Louisiana kid that you can get it done, this, this grades out just about the same, you take the Louisiana kid. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I, so it, it used to be where we would chart it. And I wanted to say it was it was 73% that if you it, you LSU was always going to be a high high success if 73% of the recruiting class was from the state of Louisiana. And it might need to go higher now with NIL. You know, is that number does that number need to start hitting 80? Well, it looks like Brian Kelly is doing that, though, Mike. I mean, hell, look at the – I mean, even the kids from the portal. I mean, either even with a Louisiana tie, but look. Yeah, so so if you get if you get close to 80% of Louisiana and then the big majority of your 20% out of state is an elite elite quarterback if your state's not producing it that O-Lyman. year, an offensive lineman, right. then, then that, that that's the recipe. Mike, and look, there's a chance that they signed six offensive linemen in this class, maybe seven. I, I mean, depending. That, that I really, I really think it, 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 you want to jump up and down if you're an LSU fan. When, that right when you see that there's a center in, a, in a, this coming LSU from the portal, um, because I think that's the the position that everybody wrings their hands about with LSU. I actually think that's the position that could come along pretty a lot quicker than people think. I agree with that. Just need a center. Just need a bona fide, highly intelligent center that you know. You can pilfer from a power five school that, you know, was right on the cusp of being a, a first or second team all conference. Right. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com, my good friend. You got a lot of stuff. I'm always getting the text message, the emails, the notifications. It always reminds me, look, we're doing the news, but sure as hell, the text message is coming before I can hit post on Twitter <laughs> or Facebook. But, Mike, tell them everywhere they can catch all your stuff at TigerBait.com. That's it, TigerBait.com, and check out our YouTube channel, LSU Tigers on TigerBait. Um, Buddy and I are going live tomorrow night, so we're gonna—I think we're gonna flip flop with Preston. So we're actually gonna have a doubleheader tomorrow night. Awesome, awesome. Well, we'll be we'll be tuning in to you after our show. That's for sure. All right, Mike. We'll see you soon, my friend. All right, guys. Talk soon. All right, that's Later. Mike. That's Mike Scarborough. Uh oh, that's Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com. Good friend, man. He's always on it. We talk multiple times a day, and he's always talking to recruits. And I, I mean, look, the, the the things that that guy does in, in reference to recruiting and the stuff that he puts together, I think it's top-notch. It's my first stop uh, every morning when I wake up. All right, let's do this. We do got a playoff game going. OBJ's is going nasty. OBJ's is absolutely filthy. Lord have mercy. Whew. Six followers away on Twitter from 7,000. Help your brother out and get there. Help a brother out. Uh, Floyd Davis says, PK, BK is building a winning team, my brother. I think that he is too. And I think it could be happening uh, It could be happening sooner rather than later. I know that a lot of people were talking about A.J. Allen, the kid from Neville. It's a tough thing, man. It's a, it's a tough ask. Um, We'll, we'll channel that one for another day. All right, guys, we're going to get on out of here. You guys have a good night. Thanks to Mike Scarborough and everybody. Do us a favor before you leave. Hit the like button. Hit the share. Share to your social media pages. Don't forget to subscribe. $300 gift card giveaway on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.